welcome back in, ladies and gents, to Welcome to Valhalla. Me and Mike Piper back after vacation. How you doing, big dog? Dude, I'm back and I'm better, man. Back and better. How are you? I'm wonderful, my friend. I'm mm. wonderful. Uh, I'm a little, uh, little thick after <laughs> after the holidays. A little double C thick, you know what I'm saying? Oh, I hear you, brother. I'm in the gym extra hard, trying to make yeah. up for everything I consumed the last few weeks. So, listen, I, I mean, you're welcome to hop on, but thick to thin 2020 <laughs> is in full effect. That's thick inspirational. Yeah, thick to thin, double C thick. You don't put you don't put the actual word. Unfortunately, you know? man, I think I'm in the triple C thick category. <laughs> right now, the triple bro. C category. <laughs> oh, I got that J Lo booty going. Yeah, right something like that, man. I don't know. Watch out, Mike Pike's gonna be an Instagram model here soon. I got on the scales like earlier this week, and I was like, "Good gosh, this is out of control." <laughs> it did. It, it got out of hand, man. I I kept going back for like third thirds and fourths. All all through the holidays, and I just couldn't stop eating, and I didn't get any better. I didn't fitness. Yeah, it was just a lot. Yeah, you know, sometimes you just gotta treat yourself. But it got a little out of hand for me, so we're we're reeling it back in. Wow, we're bringing it back. We're, we'll be fine. New year, new us, right? New my, year, my new me for sure, for sure. <laughs> I gotta believe it. Gotta believe. Well, um, Mr. Pruitt, he did it again. He got. He kept mm. us believing. Mm. He kept us believing in 2020 on January 2nd. Amen. Somehow, some way, Somehow. I, feel like, I feel like the Indy ga- that game against Indiana was a little harder than it should have been. But yeah, I don't know. I, I was pleased. Um, and then tonight we got uh, the Vols versus Conzo. We get to go back and watch the slow pace of you know Conzo Martin up in Missouri. Mm-hmm. Um, you know we've had our ups and downs in basketball. Um, yeah, so we'll start off with a little basketballs here. In light of tonight, what do you think so far? We'll just go with the in recent departure of um, Lamonte and all that stuff, and the results, and then even tonight. What are you thinking so far this yeah, season? Yeah, you know it's been it's been a little up and down. Um, I think coming out of the last few games, been a little discouraged. I feel like we haven't really been able to put much together offensively, um, and I think that's to be expected. Losing you know, five of your six most productive players from the previous season. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think overall I was, I was fairly pleased with what I saw um, at times in the LSU game. And then um, really was, was pretty pleased with what I saw against Missouri tonight. Um, yeah. I just felt like the team team played well, um, especially on the road and against a team that, you know, Conzo, he's always like notoriously seems to have a good defensive team. And so to go mm-hmm. into Columbia, um, to be able to, you know, put up 70 points on one of his teams, I feel like is uh, it's, it's a step in the right direction. And I don't know that um, we'll be able to have the same expectations that we were carrying, you know, a month ago or a month and a half ago when we're coming off of beating Washington at a neutral site. And I'm honestly feeling real good about the season. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, I think there's still room for optimism looking forward um some this season i think even more so next season um but yeah what were your thoughts well i'm kind of with you you know to put up uh, 69 on them you know it's uh it's it's always fun uh i I was getting to see there's there's points tonight where you get a little frustrated um early on josiah turned it over like just lazy turnover just throws it right to his defender Hits him in the hands, and you know it's just not an athletic move. There was no, no, I don't know, want to. And then 
you know, we had uh, this guy that supposedly looked like Jalen Johnson that was was looking confident, making threes, mm-hmm. making defensive plays. Mm-hmm. They say they, he had Jalen Johnson's jersey <laughs> on. I don't know how it was the same guy, but I, I couldn't believe it. And uh, but he played really well, and I think that he gave a little spark. He he, yeah. hit this, he hit that first three and got some confidence. And then we had a very very wide, uh, very balanced scoring. Six guys. Um, 11, 12, 11, 13, 11, 11, you know, all right. that scoring. Yeah. It was kind of nice to see there was some fluid offense towards the end and against a good defensive team, breakdowns. Just nice to see, man. Just nice to see. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know. What did you think whenever Lamonte went out? Did you think that we would have any sort of – I mean, did you just did you just cut it out? Were you just like, this is it? Or- yeah, you know, I, I kind of started to ride off the season just because I wasn't sure – who was going to create offense for the team. Um, but I think uh, it's kind of been a group effort. You know, I think we've gotten more production from Santiago Scobie than we thought we would. Um, I think Josiah James, uh, Josiah's like stepped in nicely. Um, but yeah, I just, I'm, I've been pleased with the performance that they've had. Um, they've been able to string together. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously it's not really what we expected. I, you know, earlier in this year, I think, you know, we probably thought, okay, we'll we'll beat LSU, we'll win, you know, we'll finish third, fourth in the SEC. And now I think we're probably looking at finishing middle of the pack in the SEC. Uh, yeah. But you never know. I mean, if guys like Jalen Johnson continue to play well um, and if we're able to, I don't know, get some more production like we had tonight where it's just spread evenly and you can't really zone in or hone in on one guy then we mm-hmm. might surprise some teams. I mean, we've got some pretty good length, some pretty good athleticism um, where guys can, can shift around, you know. But yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, I thought uh, tonight we had a little ball pressure that we I've not seen since Alante's been gone. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought there was some really good defensive plays. Uh, it's really – it's tough to take charges while you're actually playing defense instead of just the, the pure slot over help side. Take charge taken right you know, tonight we had a couple times where uh i think they missed one i think uh, jalen johnson had one and then pons got his called and I, I thought we made some really good defensive plays tonight yeah. josiah james has really stepped up that's kind of a, a part of his that he's really established mm-hmm. i think he's just finding confidence for the yeah. first time um that's that's something I was a little worried about. Like once Lamonte left, I was like, we don't have anybody that wants to attack the paint. Right. Even though we can't finish worth a darn. I mean, we are the worst rim finishing team I've ever seen <laughs> <laughs> at some points, but tonight we, we did well around the rim. And um, I, I was just happy to see, cause I mean, Josiah towards the end of the game thought the one that kind of finished it out was the Josiah pump fake. Steps into the middle of the lane. The defense collapses in the paint and cuts off the pawns past the dump down. But he hits Viscovi for a wide open three. Right, yeah. And that was that was just it. That was the that finisher. Was sweet. Yeah, that yeah. was sweet. Beautiful offense. We had two or three plays like that where we made the extra pass. And mm-hmm. for this team to win, they've got to do stuff like that. And it has to be constant all the time. Because we just don't have dogs that can go get us a bucket most of the time, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of Viscovi, um, how concerned are we with this big turnover issue? Jeez, Ten in the dude. first half. 20 overall um, 
at least it may have it climbed higher than that. I know at one point it was 19 and I saw one more. So, yeah. um, but yeah, that's, I mean, finished with 21, so. 21. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a cause <laughs> for concern for sure. And that was one of the things I was going to cite. It's like, that's, I mean, it's pretty impressive to be able to go on the road to beat. I mean, I know this Missouri team's not a no world beater by any means, but going on the road in the SEC, you turn the ball over 20 times and you still win by 10. I mean, you got to be doing something right in order to be able to pull that off. So hopefully mm-hmm. we'll be able to clean that up. Um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see um, going forward if we're able to maybe clean that up. And I think you're really leaning on um, some some youth uh, in the in the backcourt, and I think that's probably why you're seeing more turnovers. Yeah, because uh, guys are a getting acclimated to the offense and the system, and then b they just they don't have the experience that the guys like Lamonte or, or the you know, starting lineup that we had last year had. So for sure. Um, what about you? Are you concerned by 21 turnovers? Uh, a little bit. Viscovi, I can just tell he's just so amped up and I can only imagine, you know, like this right. is a, this is a kid that's supposed to be in high school right, right now. Um, and he's been asked to be a starter. He is being asked to handle the ball a lot. I think it was a lot less tonight as far as being a primary ball handler than it was after game one because nine turnovers will do that to you. Right. Um, so I think think Barnes would take a step back and pull it away because in practice I'm sure he does look really good. And it's the thing he said about him was that Vescovia came in and he was impressed by how fast he learned their offense and the things and the cues they want out of this offense, um, especially now. And he can't handle the ball. You know, he wants he wants the ball in his hands and he's crafty. and But – um, he's a little amped up and you can tell that sometimes he just gets, you know, whenever you've got these nerves going, you're a little, you're a step ahead. Your body's a step ahead of where your mind is sometimes. Right. Um, and I can only imagine, like he said, he was the first time playing in front of 15,000 plus people. So, <laughs> you know, you're, you're going and he kept, he keeps driving towards the baseline. Then he's actually a step or a half a step further than he wants to be. So you're jumping a step or step and a half further out of bounds whenever he does his little jump passes and that kind of gets you, you don't, you can't get caught in the air. And yeah. We saw that a lot against LSU and he's not used to six, seven freak right. athletes covering right. ground like that. So there's no holes and gaps to just make these little crafty dump offs. And he does, he's done, he's had two or three of these beautiful little wrap around in the air, jump off, dump off passes to either Fulkerson or Ponds. But that stuff doesn't work all the time, especially in the SEC when you have athletes, now, granted, like you said, they're not world beaters, but they're still the good defensive team. They're right. athletic and big. So he gets a little caught up sometimes. But I think that pace is going to slow down mm-hmm. for him. And we're playing a little faster with him in the lineup. lineup I'm seeing that. Um, so I think that kind of that levels itself out here soon. Only thing I'm scared about is we know what happens. Tennessee against any Auburn team. That could be scary. <laughs> that could be scary. So yeah. I worry about those kind of pressure teams. You know? Yeah, we didn't handle that well last year with all the veterans that we had across no, the floor. So I sure did not. We'll, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> yeah. Oof. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, looking ahead, and just to let the SEC play left, um, I think we can go 500 in the F- SEC. Mm-hmm. Yes or no? I think 500 is a pretty good, a pretty good place to be at. As far as like, I think that's a realistic place to land based on where we're at, the youth on our team. Um, I think we can. I, I think 
I was really curious to see how this game went tonight. Um, and it may be better than we play for the rest of the season, but if it is an indicator of how we're going to play the rest of the season, then I think, you know, you probably land somewhere around 500. Yeah. Um, maybe a game better, but yeah, I just don't, I don't see us competing towards the top. Like I thought we might, um, when we had Lamonte and, and maybe had a little bit higher expectations coming off the Washington win, not really sure of what exactly we had at that point. Um, and I still think we've got some good athletes and I think that these mm-hmm. guys will continue to get better as the season progresses. Yeah. Um, but I just think at, at this stage, it's definitely a rebuilding year. We kind of all knew that coming in. Um, but it's a little bit more of a rebuilding year than I think we thought it was going to be. I totally agree. Totally agree. Cause I, I we all knew that, but we all kind of trusted in Rick Barnes as coaching and th- that's no offense to him, but I, I, it just can't be that good as far as this talent level. There's there's guys that have potential, but I, nobody's there yet. You know, right? Pons, For sure. Pons has really come along tonight. I saw him take over at times. We ran the offense through him, and mm-hmm. he made that. I mean, seeing Pons attack with his left hand and go up and finish and get that and one. That's like, oh wow. Yeah. If that guy could figure out just a little bit of those, you know, he's hitting this turnaround jump shot. He's faded away so much this year. I saw him hit a couple nice little lefty hooks. He's not falling away all the way back where he's taking himself out of a play. He hit he hit a couple of those in the post, and I think he's kind of realizing that he is literally – I mean, he may only be 6'7 in the post, but he's elevating over the top of people that they can't they can't stop it unless they are 6'11. Right. There's very few guys that can stop him down the block, and that if, if, if that's the case, he should be bringing them out anyway. So right. hopefully we get some things figured out because we're going to have to be almost perfect to really, really – make a push. I'm with you. I think, you know, if we're six, five or six spot in the SEC. That's, that's a really good spot for us. I think we, that's, that's a good, that's a good season in terms of this team. Cause we saw, we're just not as athletic as an LSU and you know, there's Florida has a ton of talent that they can put it together. Auburn's good. Arkansas is probably actually a little better than expected. Kentucky's, right. Kentucky's loaded with talent. Georgia has Georgia. It has been way better than I thought they would. To be honest, I thought they were going right. to turn into a. Remember, like the LSU Ben Simmons team. I thought. It yeah. Was gonna, I thought it was going to be similar to that. And I think that was kind of realistic to think, but I think just Tom Crean's maybe a better coach than than what you had down there at the time. Oh yeah. And oh yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, we'll see. It's it's a tough SEC. I think I don't know that there's as much at the top, but I think in the middle you have a lot of of teams that can beat each other. Yeah. Um, and so I think it'll be tough, but I think, I think the Vols probably land somewhere around 500. Yeah. Same here. I mean, cause this is not going to be a, I don't think this is going to be a sub 500 Vanderbilt year. I, I don't know if there's going to be many teams that fall far below 500, which I feel like we've had in the SEC quite a few times in the past three or four years with the bottom, yeah. bottom's just bad, but um, yeah, I don't think that, sure. I don't think that happens this year. I think it's a, Pretty balanced conference. Like you said, I don't think there's just a ton at the top. I think some of these guys can come out. It's going to be beating the crap out of each other. But I think there's going to be some some good team, but maybe not a great team coming out of here. Right. But could be wrong. So a lot to look forward to. We'll, we'll have a ton of basketball left. But uh, let's move on to some good old football. We finally got to the ball game. We made Mr. Pruitt led a heck of a run. Just, yeah, he did. Just win. Just win, mm. and 
that's kind of what happened in the bowl game. Mm-hmm. How excited were you? What were your thoughts? Man, Throw it at me, was, buddy. <laughs> it was a little bit of an emotional roller coaster, you know? Yeah. <laughs> For the first, I don't know, three and a half quarters, I'm thinking, geez, is this Butch Jones all over again? Uh-huh. Which may be a little strong of an emotional reaction. But I'm just like, man, I mean, I thought coming in, Indiana was a team that we matched up well against. Yep. Um, I really felt like, okay, we may not blow them out of the water, but, I mean, surely we're going to win coming off the run we've come off of, um, or I guess still on. And, yeah, it just kind of came out and played pretty flat, and Garantano didn't look very good. Um, I mean, the defense really give – I feel like we got to give them credit. They played pretty well. I mean, they held them yeah. to like 15 points out, in, outside of that you know pick six that Garantano threw. Um, was it pick six or a fumble? I don't remember. I just remember it was a defensive touchdown. But, I think it was pick six. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, but um, I wasn't positive. So Now I'm blanking. Um, yeah, I feel like – I'm pretty sure it was – because he didn't he overthrow – yeah, that's yeah, because it was one of those that he it would have gotten picked by three different guys. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I'm thinking he underthrew Jennings. So he was trying to force a throw to Jennings. It was a bad ball. Yeah, guy undercuts it and then just houses it. But yeah. um but anyway, he I think he threw two picks that night. So yep. anyway, just kind of disappointed by that. Thought maybe he was really progressing, stepping in the right direction, and then felt like he came out and had a bad game. Um but, yeah, I think overall, you know, I was pleased with the end result. Wasn't necessarily pleased with how he got there. But, I mean, in the end, all that really matters is if you win. Yeah. Um, and I think the fact that we overcame a t- negative turnover margin to beat a, a decent Indiana team, I mean, give them credit. They played well, and I feel like they had a pretty good scheme Yeah. Um, coming into the game. So, yeah, I think overall – Fairly happy with how it went. Um, happy that we're going to have the second longest win streak in, um, bow, bow, in the Power bow. Five <laughs> once LSU or Clemson goes down. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I think there's room there's room to be optimistic. What was your thoughts from the game? Uh, kind of the same way. Um, I hated how we got there. Thought the <sighs> the bad JG was back. It was bad, dude. But then also then there's. I, with every positive, or actually the opposite, we'll say with every negative, there's a positive because we saw again Eric Gray can be a true SEC number one running back. For uh, sure. That guy's really, really good, and he's only got room to grow. He's still 19 years old. He's still got two to three more years in a weight program, and I know we talk about that a lot, but that makes a huge difference for these running backs. Oh, yeah. And he, he's going to put some weight on. He's going to get smarter. He's going to get faster. Everything's going to come into play for this kid. Um, he does have to figure out some things to, you know, around the goal. Inside the five, it's just not his spot. And I get no. it. He's just a smaller guy. But that's right. going to come. Whenever he figures out that stuff and gets where he's able to punch it in, that's going to be terrifying. It's going to be scary. Um, once again, Jawan Jennings, hero, mm. dog. <laughs> uh, goat all of the typical wow what would we do without this guy things acronyms you know adjectives whatever you want to call this guy he is the hero of Tennessee uh, he is he is just a VFL to the max like him and Admiral Schofield I know I've said this before but he and Admiral Schofield turned themselves 
within one year. I know people liked Admiral and people liked Jennings before, but in mm-hmm. their senior years, they became like true VFLs. And it was, sure. it was incredible to watch Jennings, you know, take over, take the run, get that, yeah, that long third down run and in there, kind of figure out and do some things. Um, especially when JG was struggling under center. Uh, I was just a little worried about when Maurer came in and there was just, it's like, okay, it was a, his, <laughs> his two missed throws. You're like, all right, we really need to look forward to next season now. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah, it gets you a little worried. Um, but I'll, I'll go ahead and touch on this. So after seeing JG, um, after seeing a little bit of Maurer, after mm-hmm. getting all the love from Harrison Bailey coming in today, what do you think that quarterback – what do you think realistically that quarterback battle is right now? Do you where would you put everybody? Oh, One, two, man. three. Man, I I gotta think, and it's tough to say for certain, but I think I'm I'm going with Bailey at one, and I, that's kind of high expectations. And maybe he doesn't start the season there. Yeah, but I think by the end of the season, I think he's your number one guy. Um, I mean, you look at the the company that he's in. So he's the fourth. I think he has the fourth most passing yards in Georgia football history as far as high school players are concerned. Yep. And he's he's in the conversation with um like guys like Justin Fields, Deshaun Watson, um, and shoot, I'm drawing a blank current, Jake, current quarterback at Jake Georgia. Fromm. Yeah, Jake Fromm. So like those are kind of the guys that he should be of similar caliber to if his high That's school stats are any indication. So I mean, I think it's tough because he has had a really good supporting cast. He's played with Ramel Keaton. He's played with Eric Gilbert, who's going to be a wide receiver slash tight end to LSU. Yeah. So he's had some good pieces around him, but he's also missed a lot of games throughout his career. Whereas those other guys pretty much played every game of their high school career. So, yeah, I mean, I think Vol fans should be definitely optimistic. The fact that he's an early enrollee is, is helps a lot. Big time. Um, he's been working with Tony Ballard, who's like a renowned quarterback developer in Atlanta since eighth grade. Yep. Um, so I think, you know, there's a lot of reason to be optimistic about him and the future of the program with him, but we'll see. I mean, who do you, who do you have going in the next year? I think, I think I'm with you after seeing bad JG again, it makes Mm -hmm. me worrisome. Yeah. I, I, I think, I think Pruitt has to be in his mind, like something Harrison has to be, Way way far behind his, you know. I know people talk about his mobility is, it's not his biggest fault. It's just not there as far as being an elite, you know, mobile quarterback. You know, you kind of need that more so nowadays. And I, but we don't have either one of that either. I mean, I don't feel like JG's that that explosive, but he's you know he is older, he's bigger. So I mean, unless you're just concerned for the future. That's the only reason I think he wouldn't start, to be honest. Yeah. Like just for the long term, if you're looking, if you're looking for the big picture aspect of it, that's the only reason I don't think he starts right away. Because I think he will come in just from, and I know it's high school film. I know he's playing high school guys, but like you say, this is seven A Georgia football, which is now among the top tier, especially right. in that region. For and he sure. and he's just cooking kids, just oh, yeah. cooking. He looks big. Yeah, he looks really good as far as his. I mean, no, God, it sounds weird, but his body, (laughs) 
I was, I was going through that and I was like, this sounds really just provocative. <laughs> I'm sorry. If you listen to this, Harrison, I don't mean that in a weird way. But anyways, or take it as a weird way. I don't care. But uh, yeah, so I, I'm, I'm looking forward to this kid coming in, him walking in this semester. It's going to be really nice. Even if it's just the little things that happen, like getting used to a college schedule, you yeah. know, living on your own, like that takes some adjustment. For sure. It, it was weird. You know, like when I, when you first start, you're like, oh, wow. Yeah. Here, here I am. The classes, you're going to classes like two hours or three hours out of the day instead of seven and you've got to walk. Yeah, it's it's definitely different. It's just different, um, especially like, you know, barely 18 years old. So. Right. For sure. For sure. Yeah. yeah. So I, I think I'm, I'm curious to see how that all t- turns out. I mean, as of right now, I think we have six quarterbacks in the quarterback room right now. So, I mean, you've got a full room. You've got Kasim Hill who transferred in from Maryland uh, right. last summer. Who He's a guy that beat Texas when he was at Maryland. So he may surprise some people. Uh-huh. I don't really anticipate him to. He didn't really ever put up great numbers at Maryland, but we'll see. Um, he's a guy that's got a lot of experience and has had some success. Then you've got JT Shrout, Brian Mauer, Jarrett Garantano. Harrison Bailey, and then there's a guy that is probably going to end up at receiver, but um, he's an athlete out of Mississippi. Called his name's uh, Jimmy Holiday. Yeah, and he's he's a guy that's like legit low four four, high four three guy. Um, played quarterback for his team in Mississippi in like six A or seven A football, um, whatever their highest classification is. I think it might be six A, but anyway, like guy that really. I think probably won't be able to beat out um, Harrison Bailey just because he doesn't have the arm that Bailey has. Um, But might be a guy that you see introduced in some wrinkle packages just because he is explosive and he probably could throw some short passes. So you might see some RPO stuff. Yeah. Um, But yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see how all that unfolds. Yeah, I think so too. There's a lot of, a lot of new stuff. I mean, there's also talk of, Maybe Trey Smith coming back. Uh, yeah, man. I, I don't know really why, unless he just, I don't know, that's just a comfort thing. You know, some people just aren't ready to go. You know, maybe he really enjoys college and yeah. doesn't need the financial stability right now. Maybe it's, you know, there's different, there's always different context to why he would want to stay. And maybe he really thinks he can do something here in Tennessee and, uh, possibly, I, I don't know, but there's, there, that is a good talk. It's a big talk. Um, I don't remember who was that Austin Austin Price maybe. I don't remember. Yeah, who. yeah, that's who's been I think kind of putting those vibes out there. Um, yeah, man, we'll see because there's also some rumors swirling around that uh, the prodigal may be returning. Oh, Kate maybe. <laughs> I'm Here not sure if half the Tennessee fans are taken back, but I, I think they probably would by the time he got on the field. Yeah, give him an explanation of why. <laughs> How so, this could happen. So here's the rumor. Um, Cade May's brother, Cooper Mays, was one of the recent signees in this last class. He went to Catholic high school, and he's an early enrollee. So he's joined the volunteer program as of a few days ago. Um, and he was, a, you know, he's a four-star guy at a Catholic, probably going to play center or guard down the road. Um, but Cade was an early enrollee at Georgia, um, I guess, a little over two years ago. So he's going into his fifth semester, um, plus you got some summer classes in there. So he's rumored that he's going to be able to graduate sometime this summer and would be able to be a graduate transfer. Hmm. Um, 
And that being said, his primary connection to Georgia was the offensive line coach, Sam Pittman, a guy that coached here along with Cheney, but has now gone on to be the head coach at Arkansas. So who knows if those rumors substantiate and become true, but hypothetically speaking, if we're going to just take a stroll down fantasy lane, um, <laughs> I take that drive. <laughs> can you imagine a front five of Wanya Morris on the left? Then next to him, you got Cade Mays, Brandon Kennedy, or Brandon Kennedy, Trey Smith, and Darnell Wright. You would literally have four or five star offensive linemen. And then Brandon Kennedy, who's a six-year senior, was a highly regarded four-star yeah. transfer from Alabama. Brandon Kennedy, yeah, he's a 27-year-old man out there. <laughs> <laughs> like, he should, he's getting his Ph.D., they said, if he yeah. comes back and plays another year. So, you know, he's going to be the most, intelli- yeah, <laughs> most intelligent offensive lineman. That's saying something. Those boys are always smart. Yeah, Those boys can always talk. Um, oh, yeah. Dude, I, I can't – it's almost hard to fathom. Especially because you know, like we've had in these this this weird ten year run, we've had some just god awful offensive lines, and then oh yeah, <laughs> and then now, like if this were to come into fruition with Harrison Bailey, and that's what you get your freshman quarterback, mm-hmm. you you ain't got to worry much about the future, like the big long term picture. Oh, what oh, a man. game changer! Literally, be like. I would. I can't tell you how much I would give to see that because it would just be back to the years where Tennessee just dominated the line of scrimmage. Yep, and everything else just has a tendency to take care of itself. You know, so yeah. I don't think that you know we'll be maybe again probably world beaters or a ten and two team, but I think we'll be dang competitive in, in a lot of games and win eight, nine games in the regular season next year if you do hypothetically have a front front five like that. Um, but that being said, this all leads well into my next question. Um, volunteer fantasy. Does the decade of suffering lead Vol faithful to dreaming and believing unrealistic scenarios about our program, or are we no different than any other fan base? Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say we're not like every other fan base. Because <laughs> at times, I think. <sighs> I mean, think about Gruden Mania. I don't know if you remember any of that, but oh, there was a time I'd, when myself I'd, included had talked <laughs> myself into thinking that John Gruden might be coming here. I kept trying not to do that to myself, <laughs> but I was also the one everybody's like, Oh, look at these Tennessee fans following this guy to the airport. I don't think he ever came to the airport, but I, <laughs> but I would always listen. Like part of, I think like there was the smart part of me that was like, don't listen to this. But then there was like the 90% of me that was like, what if he really is? What if, yeah. What if, <laughs> what if he is down at the steakhouse in the river? I don't yeah. know. He likes Calhoun's. I like Calhoun's. You know why? And then, mm-hmm. I, then you start just talking yourself in like Knoxville is like the, the, the entrance to heaven. You're just like, Oh, well, why, <laughs> why would he not want to live in Knoxville? It's like the most beautiful place. Like it's right next to the mountains. Maybe, maybe John likes hiking. I don't know. Maybe he goes up to the mountains. Maybe his family, maybe he's in a kayaking. Yeah. Know? Maybe he's in a huge, he's a huge kayaker. <laughs> John Gruden doesn't do any of that stuff. Let's be honest. <laughs> but in my mind, I believe in it. And I'm like, he loves steak. Calvin's has one of the best steaks. You know, oh, it's yeah, like, sure. oh, and then it starts to cut. Well, you know, 
Of course he would be in Knoxville on a Tuesday at airport. That's the perfect time. Nobody would ever expect it. And so I'm following along and I've got like a side screen of people on, I got people on my Twitter. I'm watching people sit in an airport thinking just because he might be there. Just in case, you know, I want to be ready. Yeah. Like, and I know somebody's trolling me in the back of my mind. I know this is being trolled. I know this is wrong, but I'll keep watching. I Mm -hmm. keep watching because I'm thinking just maybe, and there's no real reason why he would have been a great coach here in Tennessee. No, but, I loved it, and I wanted it so bad, and I thought maybe, just maybe, he can figure something out. Yeah, I'm with you, man. I'm with you, and I think, I think we're prone to believe that stuff because we've just had such a rough go of it. They're like, exactly. give me anything that will get me out of this this hellhole. If I'm being frank, so I mean, yeah, yeah. because we were like, if we didn't get Gruden. We knew we were a laughing stock. So then it's just like this <laughs> what happens? Like what happens if we, like we're so all in on this that in you know, that's that's where Twitter that's where Ty, or not Titans Twitter. This is where Tennessee Twitter can get in its own way. Vols Twitter can obviously do big things. It can eliminate a coach from it can eliminate Greg Shiano. But it Great can stuff. also then it can also just destroy our own selves. Right. Crumble on top of each other because if then at that point, because of all Twitter, if we don't get Gruden, we're idiots because we have the masses like, oh, we're getting Gruden. Right. It's happening. <laughs> We've got trackers of flights like it's freaking Santa Claus on Christmas Eve. <laughs> like, there, I, I, I think people created an app just the same way. You know, it's the like Gruden it's, tracker. <laughs> the Gruden tracker. What, what the heck's he doing in freaking, you know, Arkansas? You know, people have got him tracked. It. Yeah. Well, you know, he's he's got fa- he's got a third cousin who stopped in to see. Why is he <laughs> flying around? When did he get a private jet? You know, like <laughs> all these things ran through our Tennessee little minds that makes me think. Yes, most of the time we to get to finally answer your question. Yes, yeah. we might be worse than every other fan base at times. We really might. We <laughs> might be. But I think this is also a time where this is the most optimistic, especially if this Cade Mays thing can work out. Man, can you imagine? Oh, Just the protection aspect to get with Gray coming along to see what he is, Harrison Bailey. Um, we I mean, need he and Trey times. Smith are both straight-up maulers. Like, yeah. Just nasty offensive linemen. And I, man, that would be fun to watch them just in the run game, just grading, grading down defenders. Eric Gray just tearing it up behind him for 200 yards on Florida. Oh, man. Take me back to the glory days. I know. I know. Oh, and I was thinking, who is the Georgia transfer that came to Tennessee that was the defensive back? D'Angelo Gibbs. Gibbs. Mr. Gibbs. Mm -hmm. And so I was thinking about, you know, he's going to need more time of protection next year. Uh, I think Palmer's really coming along. Yeah. I think he'll be a fine Number one wide receiver. I but, really think so too. But I also hear a lot from Swain Event kept talking about over the summer. They really think Gibbs is going to flip to wide receiver and be a big time playmaker, maybe a little bit more than a gadget guy. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, coming out of high school, he was very highly regarded. He played um, for Grayson High School, which, you know, really strong program that produced. Uh, like guys like Wanye Morris, Owen Popo, who's five star, ended up at Auburn. 
Um, and then Kenyatta Watson, who ended up at Texas. So, like, it's kind of a pipeline of talent. And he was really well thought of and well regarded as a as an athlete, a guy that could play wide receiver or DB. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't really work out for him at DB at Georgia, but I have heard a lot of good things about him at wide receiver. And I do think that he is a guy that will come in and contribute probably as the number two yeah. um, guy next season. But – I don't, you know, Rom, Romel Keaton's coming on strong, too. Yep. Um, I think Cedric Tillman is a guy that could really have a good season next year as well. Um, but we'll see. I, I think – really, I don't think our wide receiver core will take too many steps backward. I mean, I know you got you don't have any guys like Jawan or, or, or Callaway. Those guys are just their, own, their yeah. own breed. But I think you'll still see some good production and some good play from the wide receivers. Same here. Um, yeah, there's, there's not going to be any more – uh, we're just gonna have to figure out some things because there's not gonna be Juwan Jennings breaking tackles and making plays that others can't. I mean, he was just one of the Man. toughest guys to bring down in the country. Uh, you didn't see. I, I mean, this is not being homer. It's just the truth. Watching, right. watching around, I watch a lot of college football. I'm a big college football fan, and I just don't see anything like him, especially yeah. at the wide receiver position. You might see some running backs, but especially at the wide receiver position, he's yeah. just brutal to bring down and you know he showed it one or two times here and there even in the indiana game just those little moments where you got to find that dog and we're gonna have to find somebody else next year too so hopefully uh one of these guys steps up I, like you said I, I think ramel keaton you know was it he was he, he was the one they threw the first big catch to right yeah yeah that's yeah yep yeah. so because it was only his fourth catch on the year which is crazy but i think uh i think he'll be fine we'll be We'll be okay, and Gibbs is such an elite athlete, um, and he's got decent size, six foot, two hundred pounds. Thanks, what he came in at, but he can absolutely yeah. fly. So, yeah, I'm with you. There's some there's some spots in this team next year where you, you could have some worry. I think you know I don't know what we're gonna do as far as interior linebacker. I think there can be people. Hopefully, some of these like one of these Mich- uh, Michigan Memphis kids works out. Right. Um, and then, but, you know, we've also got good solid secondary. We'll be, we've got some things to figure out defensively, but I still think we can make it work. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it all shakes out. Um, yeah. I'm optimistic for sure, though. And I think, I mean, even uh, Romel Keaton, he's a guy that I feel like kind of came on kind of like Justin Hunter in his freshman year where he didn't make a lot of plays underneath but seemed to be a really good deep threat guy um so i think i think he's a guy that'll step in and and really do well but um, yeah yeah you got anything else to add before we uh before we sign off no man uh glad to be back with you man glad to be back with you yeah it's been a good time we've i've missed it for real me too me too uh you know you went to uh you went to the Caribbean. I went to the Great White North. And it was uh, a little opposite. You got you were all sun kissed with your flowing hair, your girlfriend, and your whole thing. I was freezing my face off with my lady in Minnesota. So uh, not exactly the same, but it was a good time. Hey, you know, rejuvenating for both of us just just different. Just different, you know. It's just different. Well, you were in the Florida Keys, so you got a little taste. Of oh that a yeah, earlier. sure did, sure did. Yeah. And if you've never been down there, freaking awesome place, man. I would love to see that. Yeah, it's worth it. Um, I, I, we probably won't do it again, but if you ever go, um, fly into Fort Lauderdale or Miami and take the drive down there. That was mm. like one of the best parts of it for me. 
probably wouldn't do it again because it is a good three and a half four hour drive. But Oof. but just like stop in, we got we did we did it upright. We got the jeep, took the top off. Oh yeah, cruise down there. You know, it's only two lanes, but everybody moves at a solid pace. You know, you just just enjoy it. Sun kissed, just nice, man. That's awesome. Yeah. So, but hope everybody had a wonderful holiday. Glad you had a good holiday, Mr. Piper. Same and, to you, Mr. Uh, Green. Yeah. So, where can the peeps find you? Uh, find me at Big Mike Pipe on Twitter. Um, yeah. And other than that, I'm not really worth the follow. So, what about <laughs> yourself? <laughs> uh, you can find me at MC Green four two three on the Twitters and Chaser thirty fifty on Instagram. Uh, I'm actually I'm more so into Instagram, but I'm, I'm gonna get back into the Twitters. I just needed I need to take a mental breather from the Twitter over That's the holidays. Fair. You know, I just needed it. It can be so, a lot of negativity at times. It can be, and I I, I just want to be joyful over the holidays, and I sure was. Well, so thank God. Yeah. So thick to thin, 2020. <laughs> we coming at you, baby. I'm gonna eat my veggies. I'm not going back for thirds. I'm not gonna eat all the sausage balls and. <laughs> I have whole, I'm not eating whole cakes anymore. I'm coming back at you. I'm tired of being out of breath when I walk up two flights of stairs. No Amen. more, baby. Amen. That'll preach right there. All right, baby. Hashtag thick to thin. Thick to thin 2020. Come at you boys from Valhalla. So, Love it. All right, everybody. Peace out. Peace all out. Right. I got the shoes on my feet forever. And the eyes staring back at me. And it's-